Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, Odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. So, Matt Harvey, you suck, but a guy who Jeez. does not suck, Mark Malusis, WFAN, here to talk all things football with us. Mark, thank you so much for joining the show. What's going on? How's everything? Yeah, Matt Harvey. Uh, not great. No, not great. No, he's, he's, he's brutal. Matt Harvey day used to be an automatic, uh, automatic play for us. I've been laying off just because of the juice, man. Like Matt Harvey stinks, but I'm not laying minus 300 with anybody moves before we talk any football, your thoughts on this Yankees team. They get Kluber back in the rotation, Garrett Cole dealing tonight. They were on a tear after picking up Anthony Rizzo and Joey Gallo before the deadline. Garrett Cole your thoughts on the Yanks moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I, I think number one is, I mean, I, the AL East is done. I mean, the Rays are gone. So you're looking now at the at the wild card spot and, and securing that top wild card spot and, and hosting that game at the Bronx. And, and maybe it ends up being the Boston Red Sox and maybe we end up getting, you know, Chris Sale against Garrett Cole, you know, in that in that wild card game. But, yeah, they've completely flipped the script. You know, you mentioned about Rizzo and Gallo. That's number one. Number two is, you know, Stanton uh, being able to play the outfield has opened up that lineup. Void being motivated by the acquisition of Anthony Rizzo. They've really pitched well. I know, you know, they didn't with Kluber on Monday night against the Angels or Tyone last night. And I thought I thought Boone was a little bit too patient before going into the bullpen. Got to remind you, you know, the Yankees have an off day tomorrow. Then they play 20 straight games, no day off. They have a makeup game with the Minnesota Twins middle of the month, I think September the 13th. So, they're going through a pretty daunting stretch. They hope to get Glaver Torres back. He was supposed to have a rehab game tonight, uh, but that game got rained out with all the, the rain here up on the East Coast. So the, the Yankees are healthier. They're feeling really good. The vibe around the team has completely changed, and I think Rizzo and Gallo led the way, but they've also played a, a lot better baseball, um, stealing bases. Uh, past four games, around that four-game losing streak, you've seen the double plays come back into play last night. They were one for ten with runners in scoring position, grounded into five double plays. But I think the overall vibe around this team—I mean, it's just a night-day difference as compared to what you saw for the first three months of the year. Mark, quick transition to football. We'll start with tonight's game. Any chance you have anything on UAB versus Jacksonville State? <laughs> I do not. I, I You're missing not, out. Good one, man. You're missing out. I did not dabble into UAB <laughs> and Jacksonville State. No, I'm sorry, I did not tonight. You're missing out. Okay, well, let's talk about some, uh, not real sports, but some more uh, sports that are interesting to the rest of the the common population, the regular folk. I like to do this when I make a pick, uh, especially when I hop on futures. I like to run my futures by people who are smarter than me. Okay, I'm to the left of me is Ryan Horvat, and on the phone right now, you, Mark. I hopped all over the Washington football (laughs) team today. Uh, I took their win total. I took over eight and a half wins this year for the Washington football team. I'm also thinking about, you know, if if I'm going to take the over, I I took them uh, to win the NFC East at plus 360 or 265 odds, I believe, at BetMGM is the recent number I saw there. What do you feel about the NFC East and also – about the Washington football team this year, will they be back-to-back champions, or is this Dallas Cowboys team something that we should actually watch for? Well, I mean, I, I, listen, I, I, I like the play. And, I, you know I, know, I know a number of people that uh, like Washington this year on the NFC, in the NFC East. I, listen, I, I don't like the Philadelphia Eagles for as long as I could throw them. And that's not as far as, far as I could throw them, and that's not very far. So I don't like Philadelphia at all. I think you're a little concerned about the Giants uh, with the play of the offensive line in the preseason and whether or not Daniel Jones is going to be good year number three and a big pivotal year for him. 
you know, I, we know how good Dak is when he's healthy coming off the severe injury. I still have concerns about that defense, even though they brought in Dan Quinn to run that defense and exactly what they're going to be. And I'm just not a huge Cowboy believer. So I think if you like Washington, you're saying, well, Fitzpatrick, you're going to get the good Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? He's like the little so. girl with the curls. So if you get the good Ryan Fitzpatrick, they've got the weapons. Offensive line should be good enough. Defense is going to be utterly ridiculous with that front seven. So you're thinking that, okay, Giants aren't particularly good. Line stinks. Cowboys can never trust them. Philadelphia is kind of a transition. So why not Washington this year? So I could see it. The big concern that I have about Washington this year is really the quarterback. And and is Fitzpatrick going to be consistent or are you going to get an up and down Ryan Fitzpatrick? I think if he's consistent, I think he's right there. I think they're right there in the division. I like that play. Musa, last Saturday night, I played a uh, offensive rookie of the year feature, and I jumped on Zach Wilson. He's looked really damn good. I know, and I, and I did this after they played against Green Bay, and I know the Packers played their third and fourth string, but he just impressed me all preseason long after kind of a rough camp, what we were hearing. Um, but obviously, now I'm a little nervous because you got Mac Jones sitting there five to one. The Patriots are going to go with yeah. him week one, and he's looked <laughs> really good. Your thoughts on Zach Wilson, though, starting quarterback of the Jets. He'll be there week one. No Adam Gase to screw him up. Luckily, uh, nice. what are your what are your thoughts on Zach Wilson? You know, I, yeah, exactly. Well, Gase was lost. Yeah, yeah, I like him. You know, Ryan, I I do. I mean, I I don't know if I like him enough to play him as as offensive rookie of the year. Number one, I, I don't think the Jets are going to be really good. I mean, and that's stating the obvious. But I, the the defense, I, I have real concerns about. You know, they added Shaq Lawson because of some injuries. Carl Lawson done for the season, who they brought in from the Cincinnati Bengals, gave him a big free agent deal. I thought earlier today I was stunned that they cut, I thought their second-best corner on the team in Bless Austin, mm-hmm. a former Rutgers, you know, and, and that surprised a lot of people that were covering the Jets that they decided to cut him. The, everything you hear from the coaching staff, I know he was rough and throwing some interceptions early on in camp, is that Wilson has done everything you could possibly ask for. He's first guy in, last guy out, done all the necessary work. He's got, obviously, the arm talent. We saw that at, at collegially at BYU. So there, there are things that you like uh, a lot about Zach Wilson. I, I just get a little concerned about him kind of being in that, you know, down 21-3, defense yeah. can't stop anybody. Does he have enough weapons, team pinning their ears back? You know, what does that Zach Wilson look like? So Mac Jones has got a better team around him. I don't yeah. think he's as talented as Zach Wilson. I think the Jets have found their, their answer at the quarterback position. I'm just concerned about him, kind of the growth that you're going to have to see or the lack of experience at this level, but growing, going from a small college, a smaller college, a non-Power 5 conference school to now the National Football League and the growth and the experience that he's going to have to get to acclimate himself to the speed of the NFL. We're joined now by Mark Malusis the WFAN, a.k.a. the Moose. Moose, anything <laughs> yeah. that you love in week one of the NFL? One thing I hopped on week one was San Francisco against Detroit. Don't believe in a, uh, a team coached by a guy who drinks espressos and encourages them to bite kneecaps off, and also they have no talent whatsoever, so I'm taking San Francisco <laughs> to cover six and a half. Anything that you love in week one of the NFL season? Yeah, I would, I would tell you a couple of things. Based on the conversation that we were just talking about with Wilson and the Jets, I, I, I think I like Carolina week one. Um, against the Jets, Darnold, Robbie Anderson just got himself, and rightfully so, a new deal. Former you know, guy that's now playing for his college coach, Matt Rule, down there in Carolina. I know there's concerns about that offensive line. I, I, I think I think Sam Darnold and, and Carolina. Um, I think Week One against the Jets. I think that is a. I think that's a pretty good play. I like, you know, I like now with that game being moved down to Jacksonville. Um, I like 
I like the Green Bay Packers over the New Orleans Saints week one. I think it ticked off Aaron Rodgers. It's a great Aaron Rodgers, as we saw last year. And this might be his final season with the Green Bay Packers. But with that game not being down in New Orleans and not being crazy and the Saints having to move that game to Jacksonville, I'm going to be all over the Green Bay Packers week one um, against the New Orleans Saints. And and the other game, we were talking about the NFC East a little bit. You know, I, I, I do like Daniel Jones, you know, and I do have concerns, though, about the Giants' offensive line this year. i got to be honest with you. I, Andrew Thomas, the Giants might have drafted the, the worst of the offensive tackles coming out of the draft a couple of years ago uh, in that first round. But with that, I think with a healthy Saquon Barkley, hopefully he's there week one against the Denver Broncos. I know the, the Broncos' defensive front can get after it. I think the elusiveness of Daniel Jones can help that. I think the Giant defense is going to be really good this year. I think Patrick Graham is going to be a head coach in the National Football League before too long. Uh, he's that good of a teacher. Uh, the Giants are lucky to have him back as D.C. So I'm going to take the Giants uh, week one against the Broncos with Bridgewater at quarterback. I really like Daniel Jones. I mean, I don't, I don't really like him, but I think he can make some plays. And, and, and I'm really hoping that he's, that he's the answer at quarterback for the Giants. I, I just I don't know if Saquon's going to be able to stay healthy for a full season, but I think they're going to surprise some people, the Giants are. Moose, anything that you played uh, week one of the college football season? Obviously, we know the big ones. Uh, you got Clemson and Georgia. What are you doing that Clemson-Georgia game? Yeah, you know, I've gone back and forth in that game. I, I, yeah. I, settled, in, I settled in on the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah. Um, you know, that's kind of where I'm, I'm looking forward to. It's going to be great. I mean, week zero was what week zero was. Right. The fact that we're back into college football week one is good. I'll, I'll give you one, you know, tomorrow night. Um, now there's rain in the forecast. It might blow through, uh, by the time this game kicks off, but it's a six thirty kickoff tomorrow night. Uh, it's, it's Rutgers temple. Uh, the Scarlet Knights are what a two touchdown favorite. I believe right now they're yeah. a 14 point favorite over temple. I think, you know, there are a lot of things that I, I think this Rutgers team is, they're not going to, listen, it's it's relative when you look at the Big Ten. I, I think they're going to have their way with Temple tomorrow night. It's a sold-out crowd in Piscataway. Uh, they announced the sellout a couple days ago. Uh, I happen to, I do pre- and post-game for the Scarlet Knights as well. Uh, they've got uh, a veteran quarterback in. I, I think the Scarlet Knight team tomorrow night wins that game, as long as it's not an absolute monsoon in Piscataway. So just watch the weather forecast. Uh, I'd be very comfortable laying the 14 tomorrow night with Rutgers. Moose, what are, what are your thoughts on Rutgers heading into the season? You know, I mean, you get you get Temple, and then you get a trip to Syracuse. But uh, what what are your thoughts on on Rutgers heading the uh, entering the 2021 season for him? Yeah, I, you know, number one is I, I think Shiano had to step in for Chris Ash and really build and and change the culture. Mm-hmm. You know, it it got really bad, and I, I think that a lot of people were hoping that he came back to this program, and eventually he found his way back to this program, and He's a great culture builder. Um, I think they're they're on the right path here. I mean, listen, they're they're not Ohio State, they're not Michigan, they're not Penn State. We got to be realistic when when you look at the Scarlet Knights. But you know, they went from very very relevant under Greg Schiano. I know a different era, a different conference, but you know, to then being a doormat once again. And I think he's building this program the right way. I think the offensive line and defensive line will be a lot better. Skill position, they're doing a good job recruiting the East Coast, especially the Garden State in Florida. So I think they're on the right path here to being getting back to relevancy, but getting back to bowl eligibility, and uh, that would be a massive step forward for the program. We got about sixty seconds here, Moose. Any futures that you like? Me and Ryan were actually just discussing a possible Terry McLaurin uh, NBA, uh receiving yardage leader next year. 
Um, anything uh, you're all like. over. You are all over <laughs> Patrick. Are you getting a piece of his contract? Anything Ryan Fitzpatrick touches, I love Terry McLaurin. Yeah, I really do. I, I loved him at Ohio State, and I loved him down there in. Uh, I loved him down there in Washington. Um, I'll give you one. I, I think I. I I kind of like Jameis Winston as comeback player here. Yeah. I don't know. Yes. I, 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 think, I think he's going to play well. You know, I was, uh, Nick yes. and I were doing the show. I was filling in for Ken on, on Friday. I'm kind of bullish on Jameis Winston. I think he's going to shut a lot of people's mouths this year down in New Orleans. Thank you so much, he got Matt. LASIK we, surgery, we, keep say, man. we keep saying the same thing, Moose, especially in that offense, man. I think he's going to have a big year and surprise some people. I don't think he's going to turn the ball over 30 times, but I think he might throw for over 30 touchdown passes. He hopefully, can see hopefully they leave him on the field and don't do and don't try the Taysom Hill project. Taysom I Hill hate when they did that. He with makes Breeze, a lot man. of money. Don't think Taysom Hill he is can not return touching kicks. that field. He can man. return kicks. He's going to be there in a lot. Man. Moose, thanks so much for joining us, man. We have to have you on again here uh, when the season gets going. Absolutely, guys. Had a blast. Have a good rest of the show. Thank you, Thanks, man. Mark Malusis right there. You can hear him. WFAN. Good stuff. You can hear him filling in every once in a while with uh, You Better You Bet with With Nick Nick and Ken. Ken. Or with Ken. Or Nick.